0: Hi, welcome to the Berry Nation podcast where we support the bariatric community with humor, humility, and honesty. I'm April. And I'm Jason. And I'm Natalie. Well, all three of us together again. Oh, these are the best conversations because we just get to connect as friends and talk about things that are important to our bariatric journey. This month, new month, new focus. If you are listening or watching in January 2022, Our support focus for this month is self-care, but we're taking a bit of a different lens. So yes, we're going to talk about what self-care is and how we practice it in our own lives, but we're going to dive a little bit deeper and really try to unpack why it is so difficult for us to kind of practice self-care you know in in our own lives and then for the rest of this month we're really going to approach self-care from different angles we've interviewed members of our community to learn how and why self-care is health care why it's dental care why it's cultural Uh, we we really want to go beyond maybe our current understanding of self-care and dig a little bit deeper so that we can really start to understand we are probably practicing self-care in our everyday life we just are not calling it self-care Right. So a little bit of a different perspective, a different look, but the goal is the same to be able to identify what it is, to understand how we can incorporate it daily or often into our own lives and how to kind of not beat ourselves up thinking we're not doing it. When in fact, probably a lot of things that we are doing are actually helping us reach that goal. So if you guys are ready, friends, I say, let's just dive in. Have you ever wished you had a dedicated bariatric buddy to help guide you along your weight loss journey? Well, guess what? You can find that person. Patient Partner connects pre-op bariatric patients to vetted post-op bariatric patients who help and encourage each other along the way. Patient Partner helps you feel more empowered, prepared, and supported through your surgery by connecting you to a community of recovered patients so you can move forward with confidence. Click the link in our Instagram bio to learn how you can take advantage of this free service. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, you are missing out. And follow Patient Partner at patient underscore partner. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So you guys know we always like to start off these kinds of episodes making sure that we are on the same page. So I'm just going to share a definition with you for self-care. And I just want to know, does that resonate with you? Does that kind of fit with your own definition? Uh, so I just went to the almighty Googs and I just typed in, right, define self-care. And this definition continued to come up as a theme. Self-care is the practice of taking action to preserve or improve one's own health. Now, does that kind of sound about right to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that um, when we think about performing self care, we we want to make ourselves feel better, which can mean, you know, we're well rested or well fed or, you know, whatever that is. So I'd say, yeah, that that definitely makes a lot of sense.
0: Jason, what about you? Is that kind of what you
2: think about when you think of your own self care? Yeah, honestly, you know, decompressing anything we can do to kind of shake off the day, however that may look. I mean, I know it's going to look different to different people because different people truly have different things they need to decompress from or just kind of unplug or unwind or however you want to define it. I mean, it all kind of goes back to that central definition, I believe. Oh, absolutely. Right. It's the thing that really stood out to me
0: was that, that part about taking action to preserve or improve. So it's one thing to think about things that we could do for, for our own self-care, but it's another thing to actually do those things, take those actions to preserve or improve it. And I really struggled with self-care for a very long time because I thought it was like bubble baths and romance novels, two things that I absolutely despise. <laughs> so I was like, oh, self-care is not for me. I don't need it. Like it's stupid, you know, and I just brushed it off. But I was constantly finding myself absolutely out of gas, out of energy, just out of joy. And it was because I was not taking any time for me. And when I started doing things that I thought just kind of helped me lower my stress level, like, you know, planning or or meal planning, or I'm very much into organizing, like decluttering, clearing my space. And when I acknowledged and when I took a hot minute to realize, oh my gosh, I felt so much better after I had done those things. Right. I felt this like this wave of relief, uh, you know, almost. It was like, oh, that is actually a form of self-care. It doesn't have to be all of these maybe floral or flowery things that that we think that it could be. While they are forms of self-care, we really do have to take the Goldilocks approach to this as well. And we have to try on these different forms of self-care to find what feels and looks right for us.
1: Yeah, I think it's also interesting, the term preserve your well being, like, like you said, it doesn't have to be like, Oh, I have to feel amazing right now. It's like, Okay, I'm gonna make myself a good meal. And I'm going to take my medication and my vitamins, and I'm gonna go to bed on time, like, that will preserve you as a, as a whole person. And I think that wording is really Intentional and really smart to put it that way. Um, because obviously, like you said, bu- bubble baths and watching your favorite show and all of that stuff. Yeah, like it'll make you feel a lot better, I'm sure. It'll make you feel great. Um, but the act of just preserving yourself is that's like that's a very interesting term that I've never heard before and related to self care.
2: Well, and a lot of people too, they think that, you know, kind of like what you were saying you you have to take like a chunk of your day and just like clear your calendar and do all of these things that are separate from every you know regular everyday life but it doesn't necessarily have to be that way because a lot of people say you know well so i don't have time for self care because i've got the kids and i got to go to soccer practice and i got to do this and a quick dinner and all that well self care could honestly be something as, as you know as simple as meal prepping for the next week because you're still taking care of yourself and it's something that you can do that will also align with your goals for the upcoming week. You know, there's different things you could do that you can, you know, you can kind of build them into your day so that you're not having to, you know, it doesn't seem like such a monumental task to wipe the whole calendar clean and just focus on yourself. Because let's be honest, as people pleasers, we're the last people we think of. So, you know, doing that is a foreign, you know, a foreign thought process to us. So one of the things that you, you know, you can slowly build into a different relationship with yourself where eventually you maybe can take an hour or two to yourself, you know, when you build up the confidence to do so without feeling like you're letting the whole rest of the world down. Because I'm the worst at it. I'll I'll be right be right here to tell you like taking five minutes for myself sometimes feels like I'm a horrible person because you got the whole family looking at you relying on you for one thing or another. And it's like, oh well, you know, here I've let everybody down again because I took five minutes for myself to do this. And it's like, you know, We've got to break that thought process because we're never going to get to a place where we can feel comfortable doing that as long as we have those thoughts in our head. Well, and I agree with what you
0: guys are both saying because that word "preserve" it indicates that some days we just don't want to go backwards, and that's okay. We're allowed to just say today has just been too much. but I don't want to slide or slip or stumble backwards. I just need to keep, I just need to stay where I'm at. And that could be Jason, like what you said, something as simple as finding five minutes for some deep breathing or going on a walk with my family or with my kids, right. Or booking that medical appointment that I have been putting off or crossing one thing off of my to-do list. That is preserving your health. And the other thing that I appreciate about that, this definition is Health is not defined as physical health. It's just our general health. So it's our emotional, our spiritual, our mental, our physical, right? All of these aspects of our life is included in this definition. So if I'm preserving one aspect of my health, you know, every day, then I am practicing self-care and I don't need to beat myself up over the fact that oh, I didn't have an hour for X, Y, and Z. I had 30 seconds or I had five minutes for this. That counts, right? Right. So what do we do on, or what does self-care look like on our luxurious days? So when you have time to really dedicate to your self-care, what
2: are you doing? Nat, what about you?
1: Um, I, My thing is always like, how can I pamper myself? So that was kind of how I grew up was like, oh, we've had kind of a rough week. Let's go get our nails done and our toes done or Um, you know, let's do our skincare really nice and make ourselves feel really good. Um, Or, you know, getting my hair done. um, And then, you know, at some point going out to eat or, you know, just make doing things that I wouldn't normally do on my day to day life, um, especially getting my nails done or my hair or something like that. And then going out to eat, um, or getting like a really nice book. Um, I used to love going, it's kind of moot now in the pandemic, but uh, going to like Barnes and Noble, getting a nice cup of coffee, and, and doing those things that, um, you know, really make me feel like I'm special, uh, in a way, uh, kind of like taking yourself out on a date is, is usually what I go to.
0: Oh, I love that. Right. Just that, just having that much time feels luxurious. Yes. Oh my God. Right. Just to have a big chunk of time to do whatever the heck you want is self-care in itself. I mean,
1: yeah. Like doing, eating the things you want to eat, drink, you know, doing the things that you actually just want to do. And that feels like playing or Mm -hmm. um, not a task that I have to do, but just something where I can just kind of be whimsical and do whatever I want is Mm -hmm. nice.
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Jason, what about you? What's your most
0: luxurious form of self-care?
2: Mine is kind of two two step. It kind of depends on if Sarah's here or not. If Sarah's gone and she's working or in a meeting or doing the stuff that she's doing, I uh yeah, I go old school with it. I unplug, like I'll turn my phone notifications and stuff off. I'll set my phone down to the side and I play Xbox. Like I play Xbox for like a couple hours. It's my way to disconnect and reconnect like I, I unplug, but I'm not really unplugged because I'm still, you know, using electronics, but I'm not on my phone worrying about the rest of the world and whatever's going on. Like I'll play, you know, a couple of games of Madden football or I'll play some basketball on there. Just kind of do whatever, to just kind of zone out and focus on something different from the outside world for a little while. But um, if Sarah's here and it's, you know, we both actually have time, which is kind of rare. We'll, uh, you know, we kind of get together, figure out what we're going to do for dinner and whether or not we make stuff, you know, whether we do that or we order whatever. And then we find just, we've just decided we've started, we've kind of watched everything on Netflix and all the other streaming platforms that are good. So now we've gone to, we've resorted to finding just the most awful, just cheesy rom-com or whatever, just awful movie we can find. And we've kind of tried to outdo each other on awful movies. And um yeah, that's kind of what we do now. We just kind of sit back, unwind, and just let the night play
1: out. I love that. I love that so much. I was gonna say that
0: is so freaking adorable. Of course, of course yeah. you would do that
2: for yourself, Kara. <laughs> it's just kind of how we've developed after after 21 years, you've done all the good fun stuff. Now it's just time to find the, <laughs> the, the awful movies to watch and, and suffer through. <laughs>
0: You know, but it's so interesting that, you know, I think all three of us, part of our self-care is finding a luxurious moment to really enjoy people Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: food and doing nothing, right? That is, that's a huge form of of self-care. Um, and I, mine is basically the exact same thing. If I have a couple hours to go for a long walk on a beach or a long kayak or just a a long walk, that is luxurious. Or if I have dedicated hours that I can just throw myself into a book that I have been like waiting to read or really dive into like an organizational project or like a, you know, I want to gut out a closet or a room or something like that. I know it sounds crazy, but it is, it's so preserving of my health. It just really is. It's that disconnection of whatever is eh, life. And it's the reconnection to those things that really kind of help me, you know, recharge. And same thing. I mean, there are some recipes that I have wanted to cook, or I really enjoy cooking, but they take a long time, you know, like you need hours in a day, bread, sugar cookies, there's like some steak recipes and you're just like, oh, I would love to make that and enjoy that food. But it, it it's more time than what I have to commit to it. But when I have the time and I'm feeling luxurious and I can build that into my
2: schedule, that is absolutely what, what I'm doing. Hands down. I, well, I've started doing that for the cooking portion of things because I love to smoke meat and things like that. So I do it, but I, I'll i build chunks of it in a, in each day because like for some of the stuff that I smoke, it takes, it's it's about three days worth of process mm. to prep it, to get it ready, to get it, you know, get it on the smoker, to smoke it, do all those things and pull it off and let it rest and all that. So I'll build chunks in my day, depending on what my days look like, that I can work around those processes because like that, it's, it's the, all the prepping for me, I don't have to eat a drop of it. It's the prepping and the cooking it for me and watching other people eat it and enjoy it is another form that I've really embraced. I did that for my son uh, the other day. I smoked him four pounds of bologna and it's already almost gone Uh, (laughs) because that literally he's like, I want to learn how to do it. And so I kind of walked him through the whole process of how to do it. So he's super excited.
1: Yeah, that actually, that makes a lot of sense because over the holiday weeks, um, I was down with my family and Um, There are certain meals that I love, but as a bariatric patient, I don't make for myself because they just don't taste good the next day. It's not the same, you know, and I make, I feel like everyone has their meal where like, if you're going to impress someone, you have that meal that you make. And mine is fish tacos. I make everything from scratch. I, I batter them myself. I make coleslaw. I do pico de gallo. Like I do the whole thing. Um, but I don't ever make it for myself because fried fish doesn't taste very good the next day. And, um, so my family was like, Oh, what do you want for your last meal? We'll cook it for you. And I said, actually, you know what I really want is I really just want to make everybody fish tacos because I love making it. It's very like, I don't have to think about it because I've done it so many times. Um, and everyone loves it like I get praised for doing it. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I was just like, that's all I want. No one has to help me. I will just be in the kitchen. And it was a very cathartic feeling, especially as a bariatric patient who always cooks these tiny little meals for herself, living by herself. And so it was really fun for me to like, get to make this kind of big meal and have everyone say, oh my gosh, this is so good. And there was no leftovers, you know, just like, the whole thing. So I totally relate to, um, you know, you making that baloney for your son. It's the same kind of like fulfilling feeling um, that does kind of preserve yourself. It makes you feel like you are yourself again. Yes, absolutely. Well, and
0: the connections, you know, I mean, if, if we are to the place in our bariatric journey where we can make and enjoy these foods safely for, our, for ourselves and others, then really we're, we're there for the connection. We're there from the memory, right? I mean, we are allowed to, to connect with our friends and family through through food. That's not going to go away. That's just a part of human culture. So, you know, to hear that it's, you know, not only a safe experience for you now, but it's a way for you to bond with your son, with your family, you know, for all of us. And, and that's a really good point, Natalie, right? When, when you're making such small meals all the time, you do kind of miss being able to prepare a meal, for a large amount of people. So it is very joyful, right? It is, it's, there's a lot that's going into that, to Mm -hmm. to that as a self-care piece. Yeah. Oh, fascinating. All right. So what about on the days where life is just crazy, ridiculous, busy, and you feel like you're constantly behind
2: schedule? How do you, or do you practice self-care on those days? I'm not as good at it on those days. I'm going to be definitely honest with you, but those are more of the take five minutes, deep breathing, just kind of sit to yourself for a minute with your eyes closed and do a little kind of partial meditation type thing and and keep it moving because, yeah, those are the days I'm hardest on myself as well as, you know, everything else. I, I don't feel like there's time. So I just deep breath, chug some water and keep it moving.
0: Okay. But you did say two things there, deep breaths and hydration. That is preserving your health. Yep. Yeah, totally. Now, what about you? What do you do?
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's, uh, I have a group chat with my friends and we all are, we all take, um, various medications for our mental health. And so every day we just send a little pill emoji to each other to make sure that we're staying on track. Um, and so I make sure, you know, I check my text. Did I send that pill emoji? If I didn't, I go and take my medication, um, And, you know, I'm lucky I have a dog who will pester me if I don't take a walk. So I always have to go outside every day. Um, uh, But on the days where it's especially hard, I think uh, making sure that I have a good meal at the end of the day, um, because a lot of times I get caught up in whatever I'm doing. I'll eat um, protein snacks, jerky, nuts, you know, nothing that's like a full meal, um, so at the end of a hard day, I at least make sure that I have protein and vegetables and, and something that is good for me. So, um, I would say making sure that, you know, I'm stocked, uh, with those things that I know that I can eat. Um, even if maybe they're frozen meals, like real good foods or something, making sure I have those options, uh, to just zap for a minute and, and mm-hmm. know that I at least ended my day with some good nutrition really helps a lot.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, that, the, the line that you said, I don't know, two years ago at this point, I've, I've literally, I have no sense of time anymore, but when you, that day that you said, if the old you, if the new you doesn't show up, the old you will. And that was just so life-changing for me. And when I think about my self-care, it's, you know, on the days that I really am stressed to the max, when I don't have the time. I just focus on one thing. What's the one thing I'm going to do today? Maybe it is, maybe it does have to do with metabolic wellness. Maybe it is my water or my vitamins or my protein. Maybe it's walking, maybe it's journaling at night, right? But it's one thing. What's the one thing that I'm going to be able to to get in and, and do. And when I was really stressed out months ago, um, I was, I was kind of beating myself up over not practicing self-care, but I just always felt like I was behind that eight ball and I was never getting done anything that I wanted to do. And even for me, just planning out my day, you know, being true to my planner is a form of self-care. But what I really realized made the biggest difference. And it sounds so crazy is that when I got a hot minute to just do nothing or do the, do that one thing, taking the five seconds to go, this is the one thing you're doing one thing acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Then I could at least move on. So at the end of the day, when I was trying to wind down, I could think, oh my, if I st- my, my my old mindset started telling me like, oh, you did nothing for yourself today. Or, oh, it was just a disaster, blah, blah, blah. For whatever reason, having those moments of pause allowed my rational brain to go, no, no, no. I remember stopping like a few times throughout the day and just acknowledging that you were doing something So even if I couldn't remember what it was I did, at least I had that moment of reflection to go, okay, my brain's trying to talk me out of something or an old story is coming up, but it's just not true. And there's evidence of there because my brain is telling me, no, 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 I paused. And all of a sudden it helped me shift to like, oh no, it's okay, April, you did something. The day was not lost the day, you know, like it wasn't a waste. You did do good things, but I actually had to find those few seconds just to take that moment and acknowledge it.
1: I think there's something to be said about that moment of acknowledgement. I think we, in this world, get very caught up in every, the hustle and bustle. I mean, they're like hashtag boss, you know, is, is a huge hashtag, right? Like right. being your, I don't know. It just, it gets to be a lot. And I think we all struggle with that. There's so much input coming at us all the time. Um, so I think taking those moments to to pause and acknowledge that okay no I'm it's not as bad as it seems I'm not behind um you know I'm doing everything I need to be doing because I did this one thing um I think there is something to be said for that that moment of pause and acknowledgement Mm
2: -hmm. yeah no you're right because there's the you know everybody's so big on the hustle and the grind and you got to be grinding all the time you got to be this but there's no focus on but sometimes you've got to take a step back and take a breath because you will grind yourself. What happens if you continue to grind something? It's no longer there eventually. So cool. you can't grind all the time. They can't, you know, there's the, you know, I'm, I'm more a fan of the work hard, you know, play hard, <laughs> you work hard now to play hard later. Like I'm all cool with putting the work in first, but eventually there's gotta be some downtime. Otherwise you're going to grind yourself into nothing.
0: We, uh, for one of my dad's birthdays, we got him a, a graphic and it says, work like a captain, play like a pirate. There you go. Right. And it's that, that really resonated. I mean, my, my dad, and my family is very much the go, 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 go. Um, and, you know, and my family kind of got, we did reach that breaking point where that lifestyle was going to kill our family. Uh, and so we kind of had to do this, you know, this pendulum swing and, and figure out, you know, as a family, even what that looked like. But, you know, it's like that, that law, Newton's third law, whatever it is, right? For every action, there's an equal and, and similar, you know, reaction. Well, if, if we're go, 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 there is going to be a, 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 an equal consequence to that. And it's usually total shutdown or breakdown or, right, loss of functionality. Yeah. You hear about people all the time collapsing from exhaustion or overstimulation, you know, all these things. So, you know, it's, it's why self-care is something that's so important for us to understand, But I think more more importantly, it's important that we figure out how we're going to incorporate it every single day and giving ourselves the permission to step back and say, it doesn't have to be these big elaborate hour long events. It could literally be this 10 second moment that I could steal today, or it could be organizing or it could be meal prep. It could be, you know, all of these things that, that we're talking about, because if we don't do it, we're, we're going to find ourselves burnt out, right? And it's that's kind of the, the the final question that we really want to dive into today is, why is it just so difficult for us to, to incorporate it into our day? Why do we not prioritize it, knowing that if we don't put on our own oxygen mask, everybody around us is, is going to suffer as well? Being people pleasers, it just doesn't seem to make sense, right? Well, if we want to be around to like help others, I have to be around. So why am I, why am I never thinking that I'm the first part of that equation?
2: I think a lot of it comes from a, a generational standpoint of we were just raised to continue to move. Like you're move If you're not moving, you're not doing something. You're late. You got to get up. You got to get out. You got to do something. You can't just be laying around. You got you know it's selfish to take time for yourself because you got all these people relying on you you got to be working or you got to be working on the house or you got there's laundry there's kids there's family there's practice there's this and you got to consistently be doing that otherwise you know if you're a if you're a mom that's not doing all these things for your kids and doing PTA meetings and doing all this other stuff then you know are you really being a good mom to your kids or if you're not you know if you're not a dad and you're not out there building a treehouse or doing all these things with your kids and activities are you really a good dad you know, there's so much stigma built around the fact that if you take five seconds for yourself, you're being selfish, that, is, you know, it's just so hard to break through. And like you mentioned, us as people pleasers, we've been that, like I was that way for, you know, 45, I'm 45 years old now, and there's not a day in my life I haven't been a people pleaser. And it's just, I mean, even now it's, it's, it's just hard to do. It gets easier now for me because I have adult kids that are gone and my grandbabies live in another state. So, there's less of those things that I have to do because my kids aren't as reliant on me as they used to be. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've kind of get to a point where those times are easier for me to come by. But no, five years ago, no, I, I absolutely was not because my, my kids were younger and I was in the thick of it. And I, you know, there was just so much going on. There was no way I was taking that kind of time.
0: Yeah. In the thick of it is I think how most people feel all the time, kids are, or no kids, but that certainly adds a layer of complexity that is not existent in my life. I know, but even I feel like I'm in the thick of it. Like even I feel like I can't find 10 or 15 minutes to go take my dog for a quick walk. Right. Yeah. Natalie, what, what do you think? I, and I literally looked up, I'm, I have the definition of selfish pulled up on my phone. Cause I was like, that word keeps coming up in this conversation.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I think um, in the same vein as what Jason said, uh, you know, I was raised by a parent in that generation of you got to do everything, got to go all the time. So I mean, I was a kid of uh, three years old, I was in dance, I was in ballet, tap, jazz for 10 years, uh, overlapping. Once I got into sixth grade, I was in band. So you add on that to jazz ballet tap so it's four things and then you know uh you get into high school you're in marching band and then you're in clubs because college you need to be able to have diversity and then you're in um AP classes because you need to prove that you're smart enough and then you're doing homework and then you have a social life where's their room like I I remember and then you get to college and you're like okay, I don't have to do all these things, but what else is there to do, but do all these things. So then it starts over, you start adding things on and uh, you know, that's how I was raised. I literally was just talking to my friend. She said, you know, what are you doing today? And I said, Oh, I just had to go pick up my dog. And then now I'm going to go record. And she's like, you just don't stop. And I was like, you're right. I don't stop. Like I literally, as we were sitting down, right before we were sitting down to do this, I'm like, oh, you're right. Like, I don't know how, I physically don't know how because from the age of three, I was conditioned to think that I have to constantly do things in order to seem, I don't know, like I'm worthy of going to college or being a good human. Like that was just literally conditioned to me from the age of three so you know it's it's these things that and it's I'm not blaming my parents or anything like that it's just society that's what I mean I remember thinking about college and looking at all of the requirements you have to be in xyz clubs you have to prove that you're a good student you have to do all this that and the other thing and it's like well geez I'm just one person but I guess I'll do it because it I have comes to back. it all
2: comes comes back to the to the 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 three words that people always refer to a productive member of society if you're not a productive member of society you're viewed at as something that's not as worthy as the productive member of society so you know that's that you got if you're not moving and shaking and doing something and and being you know producing then what are you you're not a productive member of society so that's a negative connotation
0: but yet if you, if you work yourself into a dizzy, you are not a productive member of society. You're a basket right. case that can't keep anything together because you're not preserving your health in any sense of the word.
1: Right. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, sorry, not to like keep going, but for me, it wasn't selfish. It was like, this is all I know how to do.
0: Oh, I mean literally when you were saying that not it was like things connected in my head I was like oh my god yeah like a three you know a uh, three season athlete orchestra key club all of the oh, things yeah. to get to college and then a job on top of that and then you get to college I mean I had three jobs in college at one point and I mm-hmm. was taking 18 uh, 18 credit load and it was like "Me too." what else could I add to this like yep. and that was insane back then yep oh yeah. Yeah. And then if the moment that you, so it's almost like you condition yourself to just go, 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 go. And if you don't know, and I guess this is a question that's kicking around in my head can we go, 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 go and incorporate self care into that go? Right. Like, is Something's there, gotta give. Mm, so it's either think, go, go, think, go or self care
2: because I don't, I don't know that there is a, that there's a balance enough for you to be able to continuously go and practice self-care at the same time. You're going to like, it would legitimately have to be like, because especially with us, because we do everything electronic. So all three of us are in a situation where we're working electronically. We're meeting electronically. We're hosting meetups electronically. We have all of the things that we have in Barry nation electronically, which are all amazing things. We wouldn't give them up for the world, but we don't have drive time. Like I know a lot of people use their drive time home from work or their drive time to, you know, different things that they do as a way to decompress, whether it's playing the radio high windows down, singing at the top of your lungs. Like there's different ways during a drive. You can do that. Well, us three don't have that option because we really don't drive that many places. So most of our stuff is all electronic meetings. So we, you know, think about it. We just jumped off of of the step bed thing of Mary nation to be right here to do this with like a three second window. We do this all the time. And you and I, I mean, we constantly will jump off of meeting, jump into another meeting, jump onto a recording, jump onto a live. And we just build our day like that. And it's to maximize our effort to be able to build what we're building. So that's, a, it's amazing what we're able to do, but eventually we have to have those days where we just don't do any of it. Because if we don't, you know, progress just has to halt for a day because, you know, mediocre or less than product or, you know, production isn't really production at the end of the day.
0: Well, yeah. And, that, and that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, I, I oftentimes, you know, for my entire life will feel like I've, I've reached the point of maximum capacity. And then all of a sudden I'm doing nothing well, and then everything suffers. That's how I know that like, okay, you need to, and normally what happens in my life is I get hit with, I get hit with a big medical thing. My body will shut down and I am not functioning, right? I get hammered with something. And then it's my body saying, no, 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 no. You will lie in bed for a week and do nothing because of what you chose to do. You know, so I guess I'm just thinking like, I wonder if there is a balance, right? Like you guys know, there's that card that I got from pedal Fox years ago and it's, I take it with me everywhere, but it says hustle and heart will set you apart. Well, if heart is that self-care, then right. I have to have both of those things in order to
2: make it yeah, work. And I agree, but I, and I think that we have, as time has gone on and we've recognized this we have begun to build that in for ourselves and each other because we will know, like we can, we, we know each other well enough now where we can pick up and key in on things and say, Hey, why don't we just shut it down? Let's shut it down for a couple of days. We're going to take a step back because we'll know like, if, if it's not all of us, it's one or the other or two of us out of the three, you know, there's always, you know, it always just gets to a point where we realize that, Hey, let's, let's, even if you're having an issue calling it for yourself, you know, we can step up and be like, hey, listen, like, we understand things are kind of getting a little wild. Let's like, let's take a breath. Yeah. Let's calm down. Because at the end of the day, that's what the accountability partner is for. It's for all aspects of this. It's not just to keep you accountable in your weight loss journey. It's yeah. to keep you accountable for all things in you because life is the same journey we're on in our weight loss journey, and if we're not being true to ourselves in our, you know, exterior life as well as within the weight loss journey, we're we're going to suffer the same issues that we suffer in staying consistent in our weight loss journey as we stay consistent in our life. Yeah,
1: and I think um, you know, going back to that balance. Like I have those girls nights I do every single week, literally all of us, there's five of us. We're not even touching our phones because we're like the outside world doesn't even exist today. Like in this moment for this, the next five hours, nothing else, but right here matters. And those are the, those are the times where I'm like, okay, I can breathe. I can be myself. And I can just like not stare at a screen because Jason's right. I, you know, I work on two screens. I'm constantly staring at screens. I have, you know, my phone. I have, you know, all of these things that I'm constantly just staring at to have those moments. And you can have those moments. You have to build them out for yourself. And that is the thing that people like us who are people pleasers don't want to take the time to do is to carve out those moments to say, I'm not even touching my phone and I don't feel bad for it. Like, I'd, it doesn't matter, that can wait. Well, it's so
0: interesting. <laughs> when, I, when I think back to what we all said about how do we practice self-care, none of it involved technology. No, None of it. I mean, I guess sometimes I'll listen to meditation, an app, but I'm not engaged with the screen. Yeah. Which is like, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around because without the technology, I would not have found the success that I've found in my bariatric journey. Right. So I need that. But then I also, I'm coming to realize I need a break from that. And that's so hard when you're like trying to support people on these digital platforms, right? Like you want to make sure that the support is there, but at the same time, how do we also teach people what it feels like or looks like in their own life when they have had too little self-care? Like, how do, we, how do we teach or help people make those realizations and then shift to their self-care and away from the constant connection?
2: Well, and for some people, you know, self-care is connecting with the community through their technology. So it's not always a, a thing where technology is the stressor in that situation that causes you to need the self-care. You can, you know, there are people that, that maybe still have been in the office the whole time the pandemic's been going on, and they don't have a person in their life that, under, in their immediate life, that understands what they're going through. And the only way they can connect and kind of shut the outside world out is to connect with somebody with technology. And that's awesome that they have the ability to do that. So, you know, props to them for finding what works for them, because that's, like we say, is a part of that recipe that helps them be successful in their journey.
0: Dude, the thing that continues to come up in all of these conversations that we've been having for like the past two years or longer is that word trust. We have to trust ourselves to know when we have had enough, when we need, when we need to practice self-care, when we need to disconnect but we also have to trust ourselves to know that sometimes that, that tool that is stressing us out is also the tool that can help us practice self-care.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is really freaking hard when you have never trusted yourselves or you, you haven't trusted a big portion of yourself for so many years. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, <sighs> and trusting that like you are able to make those decisions, you know? I had um, a couple days last week, I think I wasn't even on social media, really. I didn't make a story for about a week. And um, that was my choice. I just didn't, I like physically, mentally couldn't do it, couldn't handle it. I, I drew that line for myself. I didn't tell people, I wasn't like, I'm having a really hard time, so I'm not gonna be on stories. I just did it, I made that decision, it was fine got so many messages of people being like, where are you? Are you okay? Which is lovely. Like that is so sweet that people care. But I literally just said, yeah, spent time with my family, had other stuff going on, just needed to not be on social media. And I think that, you know, we have to trust again in our decisions, that our decisions are not for other people. They're for us. And that's that that's a hard thing for us people pleasers to do. Another thing that we have probably never done is make a decision for ourselves and not for other people. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember it's- like you know, telling myself before, uh, you know, on my way to my family's for Christmas, I was like, you need to post more about Christmas, because people want to know about it, people want to see it. You know, I literally had that conversation with myself, you need to be on social media during Christmas, Mm -hmm. because people want to see what you do for Christmas. And it's really important. And I did it for maybe a day. And I was like, why am I doing this? Like, this is not for anyone else, but me, like, this is my moment. This is my holiday. Sure. I like shared some like moments, but it's not for them. It is for me. And that's okay to make that decision, but it's also scary because we've never done that before. Like April said.
0: Well, and especially when you throw in the, the added layer too, which we often talk about with a lot of people in this community. For so long, we felt like outsiders because of our size. And now we feel so connected and so a part of a loving community that we're afraid that if we step away in any sense of that, that the community will step away from us, right? Like all of a sudden we won't be the cool kid or we won't be loved or adored because we're not sharing. So we're battling that as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, And one of the
2: things that you always will know about our community is You know, if you find yourself in a position where you feel like you're posting just to post, our community is going to know. Like, our community is really big on genuine thoughts and feelings and things that you post. And if you find yourself drained and you're just posting to post to generate content with no real thought or feeling behind it, it's going to show and they're going to know that. And you know, that's the beautiful thing about our community is our community understands when you do need that time to step away. Not only are they concerned that you're okay, they want to know if there's anything they can do to help you. Yeah. And, you know, if not, then when you come back and you feel better, they're going to welcome you back and say, Hey, I'm glad you're back. I'm you know, glad to see you posting again, glad your own stories, whatever that may be. Mm-hmm. Because I think at the end of the day, everybody in our community has felt that way. And either they've done it and stepped away themselves, or you've shown them that it's okay to do so for themselves, and maybe they will do it the next time they feel like they need that break. So, you know, whether or not this is your community and treatment and the things that you need, you know, to find to make yourself feel better, which we all do, we all, you know, know that being connected in our community is amazing and one of the things that has helped us all you know, the majority of our, of our process, but there's also, you know, it's okay for you to take a little break and not feel like everybody's going to turn their back on.
0: Well, and really that, you know, my, that, the kind of that big question that I'm just still ruminating on is like, how, you know, how do I myself know that I need to take some time for self-care or that it's lacking, but how do we help teach and show others what that looks like? And I think that's so beautifully summarized it, right? When, when you find yourself asking the questions like, why am I doing this? Or I just don't feel like I have anything to share. Maybe it's because your self-care bucket is empty. Maybe it's because you yourself are empty and that's yourself. That's your soul telling you it's time to care for me. It's time to preserve or improve my own health. Um, you know, maybe, maybe that's a, a starting point for that. I, I don't have the answer for it because we it's something we all struggle with. It's not something we're experts at by any sense of the word. But, you know, this conversation alone has just really, I did not think we would be having this, this which normally happens, right? I didn't think we'd be having this conversation, but it's just so fascinating for me to really hear all of the different layers that are involved with self-care. But it really solidifies for me just how important it is. If I want to become the person that I want to become, and self-care has to be a part of that. Because I, I want to be the best version of me. Well, the best version of me is not burnt out April. It's not angry or mad or stressed out April. It's, you know, calm and collected and clear and organized April. Like that's the version, but I'm only going to get there if I, if I make self-care a priority.
2: Well, and a lot of times, you know, inspiration comes from reflection, comes from introspection, comes from taking time to just kind of process all the things that are going on right now in your life. And you may come up against something that you realize that, you know, you need to post about that you might not have known about before. Take some time, you know, to, to sit back and reflect on the things that are not only going on around you now, but you've been through in maybe the recent months. And you get to a point where, you know, ideas will start flowing and you'll start, you know, firing on all kinds of others and think, Oh, I need to talk about this and I can post about this. And then you come back and, and, you're not only helping yourself but you're also helping others that you may inspire in the community as well.
0: Yeah. I don't know now was I talking to you or was I talking to Steph? I don't I don't remember. I know it was a female friend of mine, a bariatric female friend. But we were sharing how you know if if we're only showing the good of our bariatric journey then when people hit a rough patch they're going to think that there's something wrong with them, that they've done it wrong. Because if we're only showing this, the good parts and not the bad parts, we're kind of doing this disservice. And if we show all of it, we are letting people know that, no, this rough up and down, this is the journey. And when you hit it, you, you, you're you tracking just with me, friend, like, nope, that's, oh, no, I see that. Oh, I went through that. Oh, no, nope, I think that's coming my way. And that's, I guess that's where the power of these types of conversations are. It's like really getting into like, okay, what is this? What is self-care? What are the good? What are the bad? Where am I struggling? And, you know, and just getting to the place where it's okay for us to go, ooh, that did not go so well. That in itself can be a form of self-care, right? Just acknowledging the good with the bad and, and just not justifying it any further, just saying, nope, this is what it was. This is what it is. And here's how I'm going to move forward.
1: Yeah. And it was me that we were talking about that. And um, it reminds me of like celebrities, you know, like we can't relate to celebrities because all we see, we don't see the middle of the journey. We either see them like at the tippy top doing amazing, um, living their best life, popping champagne, all of that stuff. Or we see them like nosedive and they look horrible and tragic and they go through these horrible things and you know people magazine tries to you know do it with like that they're just like us you know segment but it's like they're not though because we don't see that we don't yeah. see them you know picking up their prescriptions at Rite Aid <laughs> you know yeah. so we don't see those things and I don't ever want to be that way I don't want to be someone who you know people look at me and are like oh she never goes through um the mundane or she never goes through a hard time it's mm-hmm. like no most of my day is mundane um I actually I work a nine to five and I sit at my desk all day and <laughs> you know like I want to show those things and I want to also show that like yeah I get it my my wit's end like I, I get to full capacity yeah. where my brain stops absorbing um and I have to put the phone down I have to close the laptop and I have to just, step away and do other things because I am not just a computer. I'm not just my phone, you know, Mm -hmm. there's life out there and I need to, you know, show people that like, yeah, I wasn't on, I wasn't really on social media for a week because I was hanging out with my family and I was working and I just didn't want to be online Mm -hmm. and that's okay. That's totally fine. Um, But yeah, I think that's how we kind of show others and show each other that balance is possible you just have to know what your cues are you have to reflect like Jason said <laughs> you have to know what makes you feel good and what, what maybe doesn't make you feel good and you have to know your cues and you have to trust in those cues
2: Oh my god and that's that's one of the things that Stephanie actually said uh, today on her story she's been absent and she, said that one of one of the things that kept her from being on and showing the struggles that she was having was she didn't want to be the inspiration for anybody's bad behavior. She didn't want anybody to say, well if Steph can slip and do this then I can slip and do this and still be okay because you know she and I understood that from such a depth that I was like, you know, I I hate that she felt like she couldn't turn to the community for help because she thought she would be, you know, making somebody else feel okay about making bad food choices or bad decisions in their journey or whatever, because, you know, at the end of the day, everybody struggles to say that somebody has gone through this uh-huh. entire process and never had a pound of regain or never ate a, something they weren't supposed to eat, or they've hit the gym consistently every seven days or five days with two rest days. And they've never, you know, Don't, please don't, please please don't sit there and try to tell me that any of that happened because I'm going to tell you right now, if there's one person on the planet that has done this flawlessly without ever having an issue, I'd be shocked.
1: I've eaten so many cookies and (laughs) sausage over the last 10 days. I'm surprised I didn't come home with sprinkles on.
0: Oh my God. I literally stepped up my scale this morning and I was expecting to see like 230 pounds between the, the drinks yeah. and the food and the sweets and the lack of
1: movement and all that. I mean, like, it was the holidays. It's the so holiday. many sugar cookies. Oh. Like, I have come to the real talk about reflection. <laughs> Someone asked me um, what my favorite dessert was. And I was like, I think it's cookies. Like, I think I've just like come to the real, I was in denial for years. I've eaten so many cookies in the last 10 days. (laughs)
0: More, you know.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, and I, you know, what's funny is, is I have decided, and I don't even remember who posted it, what it was, where it came from, or where it is for me to even jump on the bandwagon. But somebody posted a no way, uh, a no way January. And I was like, as a daily wear, I'm on that bandwagon. I'm not weighing for shit. And I have not weighed since uh, like maybe the day before or after Christmas, I don't think that's, I've huge. Waited. that's huge for you. That was yeah. your, that's your
0: good for you. Well, self-care, yeah.
2: Yeah. this is that's- how you're
0: practicing self-care.
2: I have decided that I'm just nah. I'm not doing it. I'm not touching the scale. I'm, I'm out on that whole, that whole gig. And Sarah's even held up. She's like, I'm going to hear you use it, Cause I have to slide it out from the wall to be able to step on it. And she was like, I'm going to hear it. If you do like, don't play. And I'm like, all right, I won't like, cause I got up just to immediately go to the bathroom that has the scale in it that morning. And she was like, we just talked about this. And I was like, well, I got go to go in the bathroom, but I mean, I'm going to weigh. Like, I still got to go in there. So, oh, but it, it was just funny because, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm on the no way in November. And like I said, I don't even remember who posted it or where it came from, but it was, it was literally a graphic that was like, no wait January. And I was like, wow. I'm on self care. Again, know your cues,
0: know when you need it, trust yourself. And you are, you're, you're struggling with all three of those to trust yourself. But what a, what a, like an amazing, you know, adventure to, to go on. And I would love it, Jason, you somehow you got to just every day that you don't weigh, put an X mark on some piece of paper. you know, just as like an accountability piece, not that, you know, not to beat yourself up over if you miss a day, but just to acknowledge that self-care that you're doing for yourself every single day, could be really powerful.
2: I think I'm going to put the scale up. I'm going to put it up in the closet. So it's ooh. not even an
0: option. Ooh, 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 ooh. All right. Two, two, two thoughts to, to leave us with my friends. Cause I've been kicking this around too. I, I, there is no bad bariatric patient. There are moments where we are out of compliance with our bariatric goals, but we are not a bad human, nor are we a bad patient. And I have just been, that has just been kicking around in my brain. Cause I've heard that go around on the, on the social media feeds a, a ton recently. And I just, that that's been on my brain. The The last thing that I want to share, I did look up the definition of selfish and it is very interesting so um, dictionary.com describes it as of a person action or motive lacking consideration for others, concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. And then the words that are come up coming up with this are like egocentric, egotistical, self-centered, self-obsessed, self-serving, unthinking, uncaring. That has absolutely nothing. To do with self-care none of that is preserving or improving our own health so the fact that we are conflating or we're making or that we're mashing together the word self-care and selfish together they don't belong even on the same planet those are two mm-hmm. totally different things mm-hmm. yeah, oh wow okay so we have lots more to talk about about self-care <laughs> 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 clearly, clearly. But I'm just, again, I'm, I'm thankful for this space for us to get together and, and reflect and really talk about these things that we're experiencing in our bariatric lives. Because as, as this conversation demonstrates, it is truly an onion. There are layers upon layers upon layers of this. And if we really want to get to, to the root of the things that are maybe preventing us from moving forward, we kind of have to have these deep dive conversations into things that we think maybe might not matter that much. Turns out they really do. Yeah. So before we part ways, what, what are your big takeaways from the conversation today? Or do you need time to, to ruminate on that?
1: Um, I think mine are, um, to be more intentional with like meal planning, um, you know, making sure I'm sticking to what I, I cook, um, and, you know, not letting myself steer away from that too much, um, because that will serve me and it'll preserve me not necessarily improve my day or anything like that, but it'll just keep me, um, on track and, and doing what I want to do. Um, but also that, um, it's okay to continue to set those boundaries and, and it's not selfish, right. To, to do those things, to put your phone on, do not disturb or to go to bed, an hour early or, you know, any of those things, they're important, um, important to us. So. Awesome.
0: Jason, my friend, what about you?
2: I know for me, it's to be, it is to really carve out a little bit more time for it, to make it more intentional, to make sure that on those days where I really feel like there's not space, I can find it if I really wanted to move some stuff around or, you know, I'm going to have to look a little harder for it instead of just convincing myself that there's no time. Because um, I I cannot continue, or I, I should say I can't get to a point where I run myself into the ground thinking that there is no time because all I'm going to be left with is time to sit if I can't do anything else because I've run myself health wise into the ground. It's just not gonna it's not going to benefit anybody. You know, at the end, you know, when it's all said and done, it's the same thing is put your oxygen mask on yourself before you can help others. If you you know, if you're passed out, there's nothing you can do for anybody else. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. And I think my big takeaway is just how really connected self-care and trust is. I'm really excited to explore that that brain connection that I've made between self-care is being selfish because it absolutely is not. Um, and you know, i I really do want to reflect every day on what I have done to care for myself. And I think I'm gonna keep a running list just so I can help myself on the days where I'm like, oh, I just don't have time. It's like, nope, literally you did that on this day and, and that that helped preserve, you know, or improve your health. And then maybe I can help inspire others with, with a random list that I think might not be helpful. It might be helpful to somebody else, right? Just the more ways that we can talk about self-care, maybe the more inspiring we can be to, to others along the way. Hopefully. Dang. As always, friends, amazing conversation. Miss Natalie, would you like to encourage people to
1: perhaps shout out themselves? Yes. So every Sunday we have a segment on our grid, which is Shout Out Sunday. It's really Uh, a time for us to highlight you guys our our community. Um, You basically go to the link in our bio, you'll fill out a form, it's all about you and your journey. Um, And it's a place for you to brag a little bit and upload a a photo of yourself. Uh, It doesn't have to be a before and after. So it doesn't matter where you are on your journey, just a photo of yourself that's you know, makes you feel good and proud of yourself uh, and your journey. Um, And then I just upload it to the grid every single Sunday. And we talk about you and highlight you and our community gets to just shower you with some love, uh, because y'all deserve it. And it is our favorite day of the week, because we just love learning about all of you guys. There's over 13,000 of you now. So uh, we, we got to get going with all of these shout out Sundays. We're going to be here a while. So, uh, uh, yeah, go to the link in our bio. You don't have to be a patron. You don't have to be a part of the paid membership of very nation. Uh, you don't have to do anything, just fill out that form and I get you right onto the grid. So, uh, super easy, super fun for us. And, um, it's a time for us to just give back to you guys in another way.
0: It is, it is literally our favorite day of the year. I learned so much about members of our community with those shoutout Sunday posts, they're rad. If you are looking for an extra layer of support, we invite you to become a member of the Berry Nation community. We're so proud of what we've built. We've partnered with some pretty amazing experts and moderators to deliver like live, synchronous, in-the-moment support. So we have support groups and cohorts that are led by therapists. We have live events that are led by, led by registered dietitians or professional chefs. We have a ton of peer-to-peer like support meetups, so just like a lunch break with Maddie or myself. Uh, there are written support guides, there's dedicated chat areas, there's a lot there. Uh, We encourage you to visit our website, barrynation.com to learn all about it. And you can try the community for 14 days before you commit to a membership. So it's definitely worth a little bit of experimentation. So all right, Jason, I think we did it, my friend, you want to take us out?
2: I think so. We just want to thank everybody for all your continued support, the likes, the shares, the subscribes, the word of mouth, the bringing people to the community. We can't thank you enough for all of that, because at the end of the day, uh, your support for us and our support for you is cyclical in nature, and it helps us just support each other and ourselves. So we thank you for that. And don't forget, you can always leave us. Uh, On your favorite podcast player, you can leave us ratings and reviews. On the Anchor app, you can leave us voice messages that we can incorporate into future episodes of the podcast. Uh, We love doing that because bringing you guys in as a part of the podcast is always amazing. Um, And also on the YouTube channel as well, ratings, uh, reviews, those things, uh, making us one of your favorites also helps. And uh, just remember at the end of the day, you've got this, we've got you, and we'll see you next time. Awesome. Thanks, friends. Talk soon. All right, bye-bye.